My name's Scott Weatherly. Welcome to 20th Century Geek. Today I'm joined once again by Mike Kennedy. Uh, and in the lead up to Halloween, we've decided that we're going to cover off four uh, horror films. We've been able to choose two each. Uh, and this episode is going to be part one of a two-part episode. And in this episode, we're going to cover one each of our choices. Uh, we're going to cover Evil Dead from 1981 and Poltergeist from 1982. We shall start... The Evil Dead from 1981. I have seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for me. So, Mike, first I'm going to ask you, why did you choose this film? difficult choice it is I mean, Be- because yeah. you you gave us the parameters of saying you know predate what was it 1990 pre well pre-2000 this is pre-2000 all and it's like you know my my entire era because i'm a little bit older than you you know mm-hmm. i'm fastly mm-hmm. approaching my 18th birthday obviously um but the there's so much to choose from there's so many to choose from and you said choose two so the first choice for me was evil dead because mm-hmm. if i have to think of a film that inspired me to not only make horror films and horror genres, but also to sort of like the, bring my passion for horror. It was definitely Evil Dead. So just just for it to, I'm I'm getting that this is not only in your top ten, top five, top one, top yeah, B definitely. Film. I think I think it's, mm, I think yeah, I think it's it's the film. It's a it's probably out of all the horror films I've ever seen, probably the one I've watched the most. Oh, okay, so you've gone, so this over the sequel, which is one of those big points. Like yeah. Evil Dead Two. Yeah. It's basically Evil Dead Redux. I mean, it's it, it's just a redo of. It's of the Evil first De- Evil Dead with comedy. That's that's what Evil Dead Two is. Yeah, I, I'm actually I'd actually sort of it's more comedy because I'd even suggest there's some comedy in some real yeah. dark humour. Yeah. In the first one, that's sort of an inkling of what is to come. I think I think Evil Dead Two was pandering for a more global audience, where Evil Dead One was a more specific audience. Yeah, it covers off. It's more budget, and obviously, you know, tries to go for the like I said, the more mass appeal. Yeah, but it is what it, I think for Sam Raimi is what he wanted to do with Evil Dead One with more money. Oh God, yeah, yeah, you totally. Know, and, yeah, you'll and get that. Evil Dead yeah. Two is, and that's what Evil Dead Two is. But Evil Dead One uh, is is where it all starts. You know, that's that's the that's the that's the uh, the main video nasty of the nineteen eighties. That's I mean, that's the point. So the second question is that when did you first see it? But knowing this is actually mm. sort of like this is one of those video. This is the thing that came up in the video nasties. I mean, there were others, obviously. Yeah. But this is the one that stands out, especially from the UK. This is one of the ones that stands out like as one of the the headline films throughout all yeah. of that. I mean, if you ask if you ask any nerd who or, or the average Joe, I should say, not really any nerd, but if you ask the average Joe, name a film from the 1984 Classification Act. That was banned horror film. They'll say Exorcist and Evil Dead. Yeah, and then they'll struggle with things like The Burning and things mm. like that. But um, for me, I mean, you know, as I'm 18 years old, I, I invented the time machine, went back in time, and then in the I was about so I was born in 1975, so I'm 41, and I remember when I was growing up, we had a Betamax video recorder, not VHS, and I remember having it on Betamax. The local video shop, which is called Choices Video, mm-hmm. it was, down the road in a place called Tree Harris, where I grew up. 
they had all different Betamax. They had one standard Betamax, and all the rest was VHS around the shop. And uh, they said to me, they said to me, they said, uh, "Do you like horror films?" And I said, "Yeah." And they said, "We got this one." And they went underneath the counter and they brought it up, and they put it on the counter. And I was like, "Oh man, this is cool." And I was like ten, mm. something like that, and uh, and and I was hooked. I just took about. I had that. Can I say that's that's a good thing. That's a story from like you say yeah. the eighties. Yeah. That just does not happen now. Or if it does, it's a handgun. <laughs> yes, under the counter, under the counter stuff doesn't just you know it just escalates from there yeah. really. But I mean, yeah, it was under the counter all the time. Yeah. Banned horror films under the counter. Mm. Incredible Melting Man, Exorcist, Burning. You know, um, there was a film called Superstition by mm. it was on the VTC video label. Uh, and things like that—they were all under the counter stuff, and it, it was like you know—you looked left to right as if to sort of like, no one was watching you. Going, do you want? Do you? Do you want some band horror, man? <laughs> you know, yeah. Slip it into your Mac yeah. and sort of slink away. Put it into a brown paper bag yeah. and you leave the shop. You know, <laughs> and back in them days, they used to give you the covers as well. They didn't used to. Yeah. They didn't give you like a. a the, the blockbuster. Wrap yeah, around. yeah. They give you the actual video sleeve and mm. everything. And I used to, I just look at the sleeve and think, wow. Wow. Even now, I have to admit, I mean, I've just got a standard DVD uh, copy of this. Mm. But even now, the, the the sleeve artwork's pretty impressive. Like even the boring sort of standard one is, the, you know, the girl, you know, she's she's reaching out, she's being strangled from an arm under the ground from the poster. It's pretty effective. I mean, oh, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a good striking image. Uh, and I know you've got, I can see it from here, you've got the special edition that is the Necronomicon. The Book of the Dead. The Book of the Dead. Yeah. It's an awesome version. That's a good one, it's, it's, a, yeah? it's a great special edition. I haven't, got the, I haven't got Evil Dead 2 in that format yet, but I will. I'm working on yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's... it. it I don't know. It's the... My memories... That, that to me, that was my trigger. Bef- you know, up to that point in my life, it was Hammer House of Horror. All every step yeah. of the way. Christopher Lee, yeah. Peter Cushing, battling it out week after week. And they used to show them all the time. Hammer House Horror all the time. And it was great. But then Evil Dead took it to a whole new level. It mm. was just something I've never seen before. And it was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying, you know. I, for I, a, I will for say. No, I agree. I mean, this is one of the things that I've watched this recently. I was in mm-hmm. preparation for this. I went back and you know, I've watched it. Obviously, I've taken some notes to think about it. But I actually watched this... On my laptop, with my headphones on, like before I went to bed. So I'm sat in bed watching this, mm. and despite all the aging special effects and some of the bits, there are parts in this that are genuinely scary. That when I've taken my headphones off and I'm going to bed, I'm actually thinking, "Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pulling the quilt a little bit tighter tonight because that's proper freak me out." It really is effective. I think you know, and, and, and it uses techniques that were quite ahead of its time. I and mean, now, mm. you know, it's second nature to see a camera panning through a woods and things like that but i mean that was the first time in cinematic history where the camera was used in that fashion yeah and, but, and that becomes a ramey standard doesn't oh, it? I mean, absolutely. That's used, it uses it again and again but that, like to really good effect and and uh, you know there's lots of things that makes this film great mm. loads of things that make this film great and i may be jumping ahead of myself but the the the, the whole use of silence mm-hmm and then the use of noise, and then the use of the camera following. Like, right at the beginning of the film, when the film opens and you've got the camera just following the car, mm. and just the silence as it's following the car up to the cottage, and the only noise you can hear is the um, the, the swinging chair hitting the cabin. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's just, it's genius. It's just kind of like that in itself. Nothing happens. 
but it's creepy. And then the knocking stops. And you know how they've done it, because there's a man off shot that holds uh, yeah, yeah. over. Well, no, but I, that's not the point. The and that's point the thing. Is, I, actually, I do love that. The swing chair yeah. is great. I mean, you know, they, they drive up. And it's almost... It is almost, some of the, some of the sound effects are almost Looney Tunes level, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. But but again, you don't question it. The swing just uh, uh, squeaking, and then as they reach for the front door, it, it literally stops dead. And the, it's just the disappearing just, chair. Did you notice that? No, which was that? What the the the, the chair that knocks the, back and yeah. forth. Disappears after that scene. And is never I've never seen noticed again. that. I've yeah, never yeah, noticed yeah. it before. It's gone. But it's clearly yeah. That's because they showed the front of the, the cabin, and it, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, no, I've, I've read somewhere that Sam, Sam Ramai, when he was making it, um, borrowed that chair from his mother's house, and then he could only have it for a day, so he shot it in the day, and then he took it back, and that's that's the story I hear. And whether that's true or not, it came from. I, I will about. say this: I, I listened to uh, an interview um, with Sam Raimi about, this, about all this mm. recently. Just again, do, you say, do you say Raimi? Sam Raimi, yes. I, I, I say Ramai. Ramai, Raimi. Raimi, Ramai. Potato, potato. Well, we a, know who yeah. he is. Sam Potato. But but he was, him and Bruce Campbell, apparently, when they filmed this, that cabin that they used mm. was a genuinely abandoned cabin. Like, they didn't rent it, they you didn't mean, pay for it. It you was mean literally... a TARDIS. It was a TARDIS. That's what it was. Oh, yeah, you know, I get that it's huge inside. It's massive inside. But apparently, while they were doing the filming, because all the year uh, they stayed, they camped. They had a campsite off, you know, with all the crew. There weren't many of them, but they were all staying away from it. But they had to keep all their camera equipment um, mm. in the the shack, in the in the cabin, because it was the driest place. Okay. So they took it in turns to sleep in the cabin during filming. Each night they take it in turns to, to stay there and look after the camp equipment. And apparently, I can't remember, it was either Bruce Campbell or... Sam Raimi one night sleeping in there woke up to find that a homeless person had wandered in and was cuddling up to them next one for warmth. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, would that was terrify a, me. That was dark days. I was very lonely yeah. back then, you know. So, but the fact it's that that I mean that the whole atmosphere throughout it is a truly abandoned cabin. It feels this is the thing I felt when like we are we are completely gushing over how good this film is. It, it, it deserves all of this praise, hmm. but it is one of those films that when you start to sort of scratch away at it. I get to start questioning who rents that cabin and says, "Yes, yeah, a weekend away." Would you? Would, you wouldn't. You wouldn't rent the cabin in the woods like that. Who would rent it to them? Is my point. I've got this cabin. Well, I'm willing to take money for it. Well, it's a dodgy shack. I, see, I, I, my, my issue, my only issue with the film, and I don't really see it as an issue per se. But the only issue with the film is like, I can understand like the the two, like Ash and his girlfriend and the other character, and then also this is of a girl, and you think. Why? Why yes. are you there? What's what's, no, what's going Cheryl. on there? Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah. She, she is my one of my biggest issues with the film, and because yeah, there's there's Ash and Linda. Yep. A relationship, uh, and then there's Scotty. Good name. Scotty and Sh- and Shelley, the other couple. Mm. Now I get why they're there together. Yep. Clearly, going to have their rooms, and in any in any, like, even the remake, it happens. But in any other horror film, they're gonna there's going to be nudity, and there's probably going to be a sex scene. Doesn't happen in this one, unfortunately. But no, this is boobless. Oh, no, 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 you, no, you do get boobage. Oh, you, you do, you do. You, you do. get boobage through like, the window, in fact, yeah. you get Cheryl's boobs. Yeah, yeah, I've watched that many times yeah. on different but speeds. The, Shelly, you definitely get sorry, boobage. Yeah, but Cheryl mm. is Ash's sister. He's supposed... Totally, they refer to her as Ash's sister. Really? Yeah, totally. I've never noticed that. That's true, it's 100%. I, even, I, was even, I wasn't sure and checked it on Wiki, and it is. It's She is supposed to be Ash's sister, which makes it even more awkward. So they're away as a couple, and he's brought his sister along. Wow! Yeah, yeah. 
So, yeah, the first person to be possessed is... Um, in fact, I'm going to go back a little bit further, because okay. w- watching okay. this, there was something else that I really picked up. Mm. In the opening of the film, you follow the camera, and it goes over the swamp, and it goes, and you got the... noise. Mm. I love that. As it goes over the swamp, it goes around some trees. There's a car sinking in the swamp mm. in the opening credits. Um, and I have never noticed it before until this time. And I, to, to me now, is like, was that the previous tenants, like the, the the professor or whatever there? Is that was that them trying to escape? And that was their vehicle because there's nothing there other than the the recording, other than the recording, um, other than the recording materials, the tape recorder and stuff. Yeah. Is that their car? Are they supposed to have um, escaped or tried to escape and been taken out? It, it just kills me. I've never noticed it before, but then in that opening scene, you just see this car sort of like you know, sat in the swamp with some bubbles around. Right? Just a uh, there's little bits, there's little things in the throughout the whole film like that that I'd never really noticed before. But watching this time, you start know, I, to stand out to me that, that you're a bit like I've never noticed that. No. Never noticed the thing. No, I, I'm, I'm the, the, see the beginning of the film when the journey to them when he you know he, he the the car comes kind of. It implies comes it becomes possessed. Yes, and it's like, well, does it become possessed, or are, is that a good spirit saying, "Don't go, don't go there, you're all gonna die," sort of thing? And it's never answered like that. And then he goes, "Oh, you know, oh, what the hell? I wasn't honking at you and all that, you know." And he yeah, because the two hill, the two smiling hillbillies just waving at them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, are they waving to say no? Yeah. You know, and and I think the film could have started with them arriving at the house. Yes, I, 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 it, I agree. I think that it could have. Started there. So I don't know what that beginning sequence was. It's kind of lost on me. It's a and little, that's a yeah. kind of, a cup of t- make a cup of tea moment. Yeah. Go make a cup of tea, because you know this bit Whilst rubbish. the film ramps up, and wait till they get to the actual cabin. Because the action starts pretty quick oh, in the cabin, yeah, you no, know. There is no messing around in this no. film. No, no. Um, and I think that's the thing. Like Once you get there, the dynamics are pretty well set up. They get in, and it, sort of, it, just, it, it goes from there, really. Mm. Um... <laughs> The thing that I find weird is, like you say, it's set up. They sat around the ta- they sat around the dinner table and they're having the table. Great shot, and I'm not sure why I find it. I, I like it so much, but over it's over Shelley's shoulder. You see the basement, the cellar door. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, the trapdoor opens. <laughs> it opens, yeah. and then so filmed in reverse. Did you know that? By the oh, way? is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they basically what they did is they put some cat wire on the trapdoor and then pulled pull it, it down, shirt, play it and then they played it backwards. It's it's again. It looks quite good, but. This is where, for me, you get the horror cliches that, as a modern audience, you watch and go, why Why would you do that? Mm. This is a cellar door, big cellar door, that's got a chain on it. Instead of pulling it down and thinking, well, that was really creepy, I say we, we chain it shut with a big padlock that's available and ignore it. They go, it's dark down there. I wonder who did that? Yeah. And then and Scotty goes down. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, what but, but you say horror, horror cliche. Well, it's it. But you say well, a horror cliche. But taking consideration, this is the nineteen eighties. This is when cliches were invented. Oh yeah, no, no I'm getting that. You know. I mean, it's a bit like I know that when you watch things like when you go back and watch Halloween or yeah, you know, even you like think. go back as far as Psycho, they created the cliches. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the point there. When you watch this as a modern audience, anyone under twenty five that watches this is going to watch this and go, "What are they doing? Like, why would they do that?" Because then Scotty doesn't, you know, he disappears down there, and then Ash follows him down with some like shonky lantern, 
and then they find the recordings and you know all the weird stuff, and then yeah, bring yeah. It, back. it progresses the story. I don't know if you noticed. There's the the hills have eyes. Yes, poster, poster on, the on the wall. Yep, that's a so kind the, of a nod. Yeah, a nice little nod. Um, so this is the thing. Then this is the, this is the confusion. You you know you've said like the beginning. You get the the camera follows. Is that the evil? You know, following mm. going over the swamp and up to the back of the cabin and that something takes control of the car. And then they listen to the recording. And in the recording, specific words are said. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's the professor translating the Book of the Dead. Um, and he says certain things. How did they rent the cabin? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it, it, that's, that's, that's the other so issue. That's what I'm going to. I'm going to yeah. How did they rent it? If somebody's supposed to already be there and they've left all their stuff there, no one's gone, well, their time must be up, so they're probably gone. I don't know. But... Yeah, because it's supposed to be their cabin. So yeah. who did they rent we, it we, off? We, it's came like... to, we came to the backwards to translate this book. Well, so who have they tra- who have they rented this off? Yeah, who owns the cabin? Because that's that's some weird ass shit, you know. I'd be asking for a refund if I'm perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, that's a trip advisor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't go yeah. to this cabin in the woods. It's a little bit on yeah. the dodgy side. Yeah. You know? Um But if you lo- find friendly you... friendly foliage. Yeah. <laughs> if you find if you find Cheryl, let me know. Yeah. Well this is it, like this thing. So the the professor reads the translation of the book, mm. you know, and I'm not going to try to do the words, but if the evil has already been circling around the thing and already, you know, they've gone over that bridge and when you go back, the bridge is all torn up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. What... Do, does reciting those words again, does it, like, annoy the evil? Does it give it more power? Does it focus it? If it's already out there... Do you think it's a bit like, I know a song that will get on your nerves, but possibly, evil I mean, spirits? Yeah, is that it? Because it's only after the words are spoken that... that there's then focus on yeah, but the where, cab- where have they the been? Where have they been? If that, they if they killed the previous tenants, where have they been for all this time? Exactly. And they've just come out from underground. There's that big red light that comes yeah. up, and the earth yeah. keeps going, which so, is which is a great shot. It is. Way. But I mean, uh, so you kind of think really? Yeah, so, but this is what I mean. But you start to, you start to question it, like, so what is this evil? Because because mm. people they're the deadites is what they become. They become the deadites or whatever. That's what people refer to it as. Yeah, late, but they're not in a late in later films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's what I mean. But this isn't as because people have also referred to. So I was I looked at the reviews for this on uh, like you know on Amazon and IMDb and that sort of thing, and a lot of people referred to this as a zombie film, but it's not. It's a possession no, no, film. No, it's not a zombie this, film. These are spirits. These are, this is an evil like demon. Yeah, yeah. You know that's why I, I partnered this with Poltergeist because I felt it's, it's more it's sim- more similar to Poltergeist than it is to you know than other films. Um, but yeah, I just never understood. This is where thing you scratch it a little bit, and you know it not falls apart, but there's lots of questions. Because um, obviously that's when Cheryl, they go to bed after all that. They've had a bit of a scare. Whatever's happened, they've listened to this. Um, mm. They go to bed. Cheryl then leaves. You know, she hears something outside. Yep. And in her pajamas, leaves yep. the building at the back door, which is unlocked, and shouts out, "I know you're there. Come out." So first you've had something push up a cellar door and you've gone into the darkness. Now you're walking outside. Yeah, in, your, inv- in your negligee. In your negligee, yep. inviting something to come out. There's a part of me right, that sort of says, and regardless of what happens next, please don't take it the wrong way, she's sort of like asking for it. Because there's, <laughs> there's a part of me that goes, if you're going to walk into a woods that's clearly got yeah. someone in it, you're gonna get in trouble. Yeah, she's she's. But then again, you know, when I first saw that character, when I was, I remember thinking back that time I was like nine, ten, something like that. And when I first saw that character, I kept thinking to myself, 
is that a man or is that a woman? I'm not sure if it's a man or a woman. It, it, the Cheryl she, character. Yeah, because she looks very manly. Yeah, she, she is. She's a little butch. Yeah, a I little will, bit on, I the, will. on the butch side. Yeah, on the yeah. butch side. And she, but she plays a good part. I think she act, acting wise, she's great. I think. I no, think. it's good. All all the people all in the this people are. are actually yeah. very good in this. Yeah. But she's obviously the first to be possessed after what can only be described as uh, tree rape. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, it is. But I don't know. I don't know what I don't. You know, sitting in a room, and and I've sat in rooms where we've we've knocked out ideas for scripts and mm. storylines for different things, you know, over the years, and and I'd like and some things that come onto the table are just bizarre. But I'd like to actually been in the room when uh, uh, Sam Sam uh, uh, Ramai was saying, "I got a good idea. Why don't we have a tree raper?" Yeah. And I think that's like what plume de flume. Yeah. What, what the hell? Well, it goes more than that though, because he wrote and directed this, so mm. he's written the script, mm. which is great. He's obviously directing does, the scene. Does he have a tree fetish? Is that what you're Mate, trying to well, say? No. Well, I'm more convinced. Is like you say, someone, no, no one. I don't know, but has someone at any point gone? This is a bit weird because they've obviously gone to the special effects guys. Right. Well, what I want is branches to wrap our hands around, rip a top open, yeah. and then penetrator. Yeah, well, you know, make it happen. The the, the way you're shot is amazing. I, oh, it is. It's it terrifying. I can't take anything away from that. No, that no, no, is it amazing. is terrifying. And for that one scene, when that last, um, I trunk, let's say trunk or branch, it's a branch goes between her legs branch, and yeah, yeah. thuds in. Yeah, yeah. That's what made this film bad. Yes, is that particular scene. Well, it cuts straight to like a shot of her eyes. Yeah, and it's that sort of like oh. You know, oh wow, that's that's. But I, I met someone who um, I met someone in a convention a long, long time ago. True story, this. And uh, we were talking about horror because it was a horror convention. Mm-hmm. And they said that um, talking about Evil Dead, so one of my favorite horror films, if not the favorite horror film. And they said, "Oh yeah, we love the tree rape scene." And I said, "Yeah, it's really well shot." And they goes, "No, it's just so hot." I'm thinking, whoa, hang yeah. on a second, what the hell? I, Plumed up, flume, yeah, what's I, going I, on? I have to say, it's one of those things where I, even, I don't think I've ever watched, and you know, watched You've never that. got aroused watching no, the, no. I, I don't think no. there's been any sexual sort of no. thing from it, because it's, it's quite terrifying. So, mm. like you said, yeah, you see a bit of boob. But at never point do I go, that's quite attractive. You go, it's like, it's yeah. for me, I'm like, wow, this is a serious it's like violation. Saying, it's like saying Linda Blair in The Exorcist when she's you Ooh, know, yeah, 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 doing yeah, that that's... with a cross. You kind of think, oh, I've got a, I've got a bit of a, yeah, a, give me five a, minutes. enjoyment there. Back, yeah, yeah, I'll be back, back in, in a, a minute. sec. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, honestly, you know. No, I agree. But, I, I mean, that sequence, was that sequence necessary for the film? And that's what I ask myself now as a, as a, as a parent and as a, you know, as as a uh, an adult, was that necessary for the film? I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. I love it's, this. I love the sequence for, yeah, yeah. For, from a cinematic point of view and a cinematography perspective. But I, does it add to the film? Uh, no, but it does. It does what it does do. It give the message that there's no escape. Is that the woods are alive? Yes. No. That's um, what I would say. Is and I, I would go, I would air towards that that. The extreme nature of the scene mm. is like there is there are no holes barred on this. Yeah, like if you go out there, you are going to get messed up. You know that's what it says to me. So, is it extreme? Yes. 
could it have been something else? Possibly. But within the context of The Evil Dead as a film, it works. Yeah. And I think it sends a clear message of, you are now trapped in that cabin. Because even the trees are against you in a pretty serious way. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Um, but it leaves also... Because the thing is, like I said, with Cheryl being that character, she, she, you see, you know, she's pretty manly. After this point, pretty quickly, she she gets possessed. Straight. My favourite, favourite, favourite sequence in any horror film is oh. is the bit when she when they're playing the, they're doing the cards the cards yeah and they're just you know eight of hearts queen yeah. of spades jack of diamonds jack of clubs yeah, you yeah. know and turn on. absolutely amazing and and terrifying and even to this day I can look at it and go man that's scary yeah. That is scary. I was that possession is, is, is again is that's the bit that made me really creeped out. Yeah, she turns around, she's and she's all messed up. And she's doing it all. And it's like the makeup is 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 clearly cheap, but is still well done. Oh, like, it, totally it looks yeah. amazing. The distortion um, on the voices, you know, the makeup. It, it's 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 a good. It's really good, you know, but, and it it but it, to, it works. But to finish it off as well, they I mean they attack her, they pin her down and stuff, but then to. Uh, to, well, oh, she collapses. No, she doesn't. She collapses, doesn't yes. she? She collapses, and then uh, they go down, and they go, and and then they go to her, and she grabs the pencil and puts her into the ankle, and then of course on the uncut version, you can see her just moving the that, ankle. Which is what I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, and you hear it cracking. Yeah. They, they've put cracking noises in. And I'm like, is that the pencil? Is that the bone? That makes me sick. Like that makes me like, oh, every great. time. It's great. It's, it's fantastic. It's so well done, and it is almost like. The film at that point, I mean, you've had, I know you've had the sort of like, you know, the tree scene and all the, the lunacy that goes with that, um, which has got great tension. And it's obviously at that point, you also, you know, they try to, Ash takes Cheryl and they try to leave and they see the bridge is all messed up and they come back. And you've got that, but that's also been, that's, that's been quite a slow, you've had it and there's a break, you know, there's a, there's a bit of breath. Hmm. Following that possession, the film sort of, for me, turns a corner. When you're like, right, you knew this was messed up, but now, now you're, you know, this is like... Now you're screwed. Now you're screwed, basically, yeah, yeah. is, you know, outside, the trees are going to get you, but now you're like, you're not even safe inside. Yeah, yeah, cool, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, all of a sudden, it's turned, like, there is no safety in this film. No, totally, yeah, there's nowhere to turn. You, know, no, you, you, you can't you go are to the cellar, you can lock it up in the house, because it comes in the house, can't go outside, because the woods are alive, you're screwed yeah. everywhere. You, you are know? completely, sort of like, at the will of this... Yeah this evil that wants you and it will do it and it's and that's what I like about it that's why I really like from this point on everything is done at the I'm going to call it the evil is is done at the evil's pace yeah but but also as well at this point in the film no one is addressing the fact that Ashley's sister as I know her, Noah, mm. now know her has has been raped it's kind of like no one actually addresses this it's just kind of like ah, the, be- she, the best bit she'd be alright well no <laughs> And yeah. she sits by the window looking out the woods and like, yeah. get away from the window, you crazy woman. Well, when she possessed, the best bit is, and this is where it sort of goes crazy, they throw her down the cellar. Yeah, it, and it hits it, her in the face it, with an axe. <laughs> hits her in the face, yeah, goes down. of an axe. Yeah. Um, and that, but that leads Just to... Just how I treat my kids, you know. Get down the bloody yeah, cellar. Go to bed. God's sake. But this, this leads to a couple of other things that sort of I question. And it wasn't until this time I'd ever... You get your sexuality? No, 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 no. That's always been... Always been in question. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, in this, this first time watching this film, where you like to say, when I'm watching it with a critical eye, you start to go, well, that doesn't... I'm not entirely sure about that. On the tape, when they watch, listen to the recording, it does say that, you know, it, it will possess the living or possess the dead, whatever. And the only answer is complete body dismemberment. 
So yep. the professor says that, it explains it, right? So later on again, when the other, so the other two women, how does he know that? That was what I was going to say. How does he know it? Does it explain it in the book? Yeah, yeah. But that means that, so if right, they've obviously listened to this tape, mm. um, Cheryl's gone nuts and she's been possessed. She's down in the cellar. Yeah. Shelley then gets tra- uh, possessed. Yep. Her hair catches, heads catches fire, and that, and that's We're really. And then obviously Linda gets, yeah, gets possessed as well. Mm. There's a real anti-woman vibe. There is. Yeah. But more than that, the moment they're possessed. Yep. Scotty goes straight for body dismemberment. There's no question. She's possessed. Where's the axe? Yeah. Chop, 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 chop. And then they bury it outside of this. They bury her outside of this cabin that they've rented for the weekend. <laughs> You know, I didn't think of that, but yeah, you're right. Know, so you're right. Do you know what? Like... That's like going to Butlins. <laughs> yeah. And going. Yeah. Oh, I've had an accident. Yeah. You know, but let's kill, let's bury let's, the body. Let's, let's bury bury him in the bury him outside. Shelley three. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be fine. What we're gonna do? That you know, the next. Pe- I know that obviously there isn't, but if you were the next people, you think one TripAdvisor review is going to be bad. Yeah. Be the next one's going to be even worse. This is going to be awful on TripAdvisor. No one, no one's going to rent this cottage again. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, that's it's right. just like it's a little bit crazy. Yeah. To be honest, rent with you. rent my house. You know, yeah. app. This, yeah, you weren't going to get. No. He's getting no interest. Not going to be on Airbnb. But that just, that that seems to be the thing because then they obviously you know after Ash I, decapitates I, Linda, he does the same. He buries yeah. Linda. It's a but very it's bizarre like, choice. How are you going to explain this? How are you going to go home to their families and explain where's Linda? Oh, funny story. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you is know. that was my th- thinking, right? So Cheryl in the cellar, yeah, messed up. She, uh, Shelley gets di- uh, dismembered. Yep. Cut up. Uh, Linda goes mental. Yeah. All right. So all you've got left is Scotty and Ash. All right. So two males. So two. So basically, yeah. yeah. At that point, they're like, so, there's a point where you're going to say, should we even bother escaping this? Because no one is going to believe what's happened here. I mean, I've never dismembered anyone. Um, but I would say I would be pretty upset if someone else did in front of me. You know, I'd be pretty sort of like traumatized. Well, no, but I think Ash is. <laughs> I think Ash is well because I think there's there's actually a really good scene where when Scotty does attack Shelley with the axe and he dismembers it. Ash, at first I thought, is he being a coward? Like because he really like backs up and he really mm. gets into the corner. But then uh, the more I thought about it, I was like, no, this is messing with his head. That mm. like, he's sort of seen all this because he has like the descent into madness later on where like you know he puts his hand into the mirror and all this other stuff. And I think this is where it starts. Like, if you start seeing this, then you've got like you know, later on, you've got Linda just giggling at him and like, "We're gonna get you." Love it, love it, proper love it. creepy. Yeah. Um, I think she's a great actress. But yeah. Like, uh, she's listening now. You are a great actress, <laughs> and I love you. And uh, my telephone number is oh seven eight eight three. Should I give? No, it to I wouldn't. No. Have no. To be no, fair, though, let's be honest. You probably could, because no one's ever going to listen to no, this. No, that's true. That's true. But no, I, I, I just think that, like, yeah, at that point. Like the film's gone all the way through, and um, you end up with just Ash facing off against, like you know, the evil yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah, and you know, drenched in blood. Yeah, absolutely. So his I'm uh, still looking his, cool. So he does. Bruce he Campbell looks, looks, looks good. Looks, he looks cool while he's drenched in blood on. Like, you know, <coughs> but um, three three women dead. Yep. His best friend dead. Yep. And then um, at that point, you'd be questioning, like you know, if I escape this. <laughs> I I'm going to end up in prison. Yeah, clearly. there's going to be some answers yeah. that need to be doing. Yeah, because they've got the bodies everywhere. So if someone was to come up and investigate this, they're going to find. Yeah, so let me graves. get this straight. She turned into a demon, so you decapitated her and buried and the buried body. Her body. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you guys are going to wash with me, son. No. But then, obviously, um, uh, so this gets to the best bit. One of my favourite things is the, because the makeup throughout, the special effects throughout, Mm. are on a very clear budget. Yes, I agree. But at no point do I, I would, at no point would I say they are bad. No, no, far from it. I think I you I think you've got to put it in context of the year it was made. Yeah, okay? and the budget. And, and and the budget they had, absolutely. For for it was it nineteen eighty one, I think. Mm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um look at what's in comparison to them in nineteen eighty one when you've got Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Well, right. they're still years. They're a couple of years before. I mean, eighty one. Well, yeah, but they were 81... still, still going in eighty one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah well, no, oh yeah, definitely. But I, mean, I think really, from a horror point of view, you look at the year, and I will definitely say in the budget. I think the only thing you get close is in eighty two, early eighty two. You get the thing. Oh, well, that's John uh, Carpenter. Well, that's, well, that that gay actor was it, Kurt Russell? Kurt Russell. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, but then you've also your, your got man crush. Yeah. But then obviously the same. You know, the year after as well. You also get Poltergeist, which we'll talk about next. And there are some really good horror films around that era. Yeah. But for the money they had and the the capability they had, they look the the clay the point I make is the claymation disintegrations at the end. Yes, well those jobs which amazing. The point to me is though that you know, you can watch it and go, It's a claymation special effect. But there's also part of me that goes, really, if if it was a possession and they're a dead eye to whatever, why wouldn't it look like that? Oh, totally. And also as well, you know, I mean, you got to think that, that in order to do that must have taken so, so long. Oh, the dedication for 14, 14 frames a second. So mm. 14 shots a second. Mm-hmm. And the, that entire sequence is just phenomenal. I mean, it, the face it, melting. Yeah. Just brilliant. What an end to the film as well, you know, and the book in the fire. With yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Thing, you know, when you use superimposing. But also as well is that uh, Sam Ramis, um use of reel-to-reel recorders. Mm-hmm. You see in the film when they're doing the real tree recorder downstairs, but I mean the the way he slows things down with the you know drawing us and things like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. all done real to real, and most of the yeah. audio was done real to real, and it's just brilliant use of old technology to make a really good effect. It, it uh, is, uh, uh, yeah. I, I love it. I love every aspect to the effects that he done, from the makeup through to the sound effects, through to the camera shots. You know, it it's to me it's it's a a perfect storm. To make a to make a great perfect film, it's one of the it's one of those great indie films, yeah. like you say, where there was true dedication. Everyone was involved. They clearly put their heart into it, and it works. I mean, it and works it sta- it stands so alone. well. It stands alone. I, you look at Evil Dead, the remake of Evil Dead, it was a, was a great film. It was mm. a great remake, and I and I and I really really wanted to not like it, but I unfortunately I did. Oh, I was very like much it. the same. It's great film. Um, but Evil Dead still today, and you know what are we in now? Twenty sixteen, so mm-hmm. we're like thirty five years on. Yeah, pretty much something like that. Uh, you know, um, it still today stands the test of time. It's still you can still watch it and still be in awe about it. Yeah, we can pick holes on in it, but we can pick holes in any. Well, this film. is it. Yeah, but that's the point. I mean, the point is like I say, it's taken until me sitting down to give it a critical eye mm. to start picking holes in it. Up until now. I've just always gone gone along with the ride. Yeah, totally. And it is a total ride. This is a roller coaster film. I mean, just to just to wrap up, then you know, final thoughts on the film. I'd say that uh, it's it's. I I think in a hundred years time, I think in 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 you know twenty eighty one, people will still be talking about it and people will still be watching it. 
and people will still be marvelling it as one of the greatest films from the uh, you know the 21st century. Out of 10? Uh, I would say 9.5 out of 10. Pretty... I, I, the reason I'm not giving it 10 out of 10 is because... <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it's 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 not perfection. No, 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 you, no, no. You, you look at. Um, I think a nine point five is generous. When you look at films that are close to it, they're close to that that come later, like Creep and Descent, mm. and films like this that cinematically are just amazing, and and the way everything is shot and filmed, amazing. This is, and you, and the good thing about Evil Dead, and one thing I will say in closing, really, is is the. Um, is that you can see aspects of Evil Dead in lots and lots and lots and lots of films going forward. I totally agree. This film was a is so influential, so standout. Yeah. So nine point um, five. Okay, I'll give it eight point five. I think. Okay. It's, it doesn't stand as high as that for me, but still one of the best, especially of the na- video nasties and of the eighties. Okay, so I think we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll discuss uh, Poltergeist. Okay, and we're back and uh, ready to talk about 1982's Poltergeist. Really, I think it's a Steven Spielberg production. It is. Directed in uh, in uh, inverted commas well, by t- Toby, Toby Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, Which he got this gig off the back of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Didn't oh, yeah, he? yeah. I mean, you know, in Toby Hooper's career is a little bit patchy. I Galaxy think. of Terror, he did as well. And he yeah. did. Um, Oh god, what's that one? Eaten alive, which was he, he um, my name is Buck, and I want to anyway. Yeah. yeah, that was Robert England. Yeah, by the way, yeah. But his his career's a bit patchy. The 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 rumors behind the scenes of this is that it was a Spielberg production. He wrote, you know, it was his story idea. He wrote the script. He was he's a script uh, contribute contributor. He's a producer. Wow. And he was on set every day. The story is that Toby Hunt, Toby Hooper, was there. In spirit, <laughs> and that's a, a, quite a, topical a, thing to yeah, say, really, under the circumstances uh, of the film. But and, yeah. the, and that Spielberg was a very heavy influence on the directing scene. If you watch this, he's clearly a, to me, this is almost he yells. It does yell. Yells Spielberg, Spielberg yeah. so I much. I mean, he, he it's well. I mean, you know, and, and credit to him, you know, we, we I mean, Spielberg came off the off the back of Jaws, of course. Mm. You know, you got Jaws prior to this, haven't you? Well, Jaws is 77, 76, yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, so I mean, you know, this is a huge man and if he's lending his name to a project, I think he's going to have a hand in it. Yeah. And I think it's a, is it is it a Spielberg film or is it a collaboration between the two? You know, well, I, that's how they brand it these days. They've yeah. said, oh, it's a, it was a, a creative collaboration between the two. I don't think Toby Hooper has ever said anything towards... You know. He doesn't really comment on it, but Spielberg has made allusions to it, and the cast members have, have right. made, made okay. pretty clear statements about it. Um, but no, it, it's a great film, and I'll, I'll go back to you know, you know, really, why did I choose this film? Mm. This is one of my first introductions to horror. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, nineteen eighty-two. I was born in eighty-one. 
So obviously, I didn't didn't watch it. Makes me feel so old. You know. So I didn't watch that. I didn't watch it when it came out. I watched this probably younger than I should have been done, but I'd probably say late eighties. I can remember us having a uh, uh, one Christmas having a stack of like we had these red VHS tapes that recorded everything at Christmas. You know these tapes, Mm. and these tapes became my sort of like go-to thing for such a long time. Goonies, Back to the Future, yeah, yeah, um, Yeah, a couple of others, and and Poltergeist was there. I think my dad must have recorded Poltergeist someone. We had the label, and Poltergeist was written on it, and the little the little tag tab was taken off the back, so so you couldn't get recorded. So you couldn't record over it, which was complete nonsense. And if you do, you have to put a cell tape over it. Yeah, all you do is put tape over it and record again. But it was there as a fixed. Uh, film. It was a fixture. We were too cheap to buy it, uh, but luckily it had been on the BBC, so there's no adverts. But that was my introduction to this film, was seeing cool. it on this on this VHS, probably about 9 or 10, maybe 11-ish, um, and just being like... not, not Starting to watch it, not understanding what it was. So you saw it in the 90s? Probably early 90s. Probably early 90s. Probably, 90s, yeah. probably like 10 years wow. after it came out. Yeah, so early 90s I saw this. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I remember this film coming out. Really? Yeah, I remember the hype about this film coming out. I remember that there was a big uprising against it, and and as I remember all that coming out, yeah. I mean, you weren't even born, man. You were, I was well, you born was when born, it came out, but I was but born. You were just I was like, born December. I was less than a year you old. You was dribbling as much as you are today. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 yeah. Wow. It's, it's but it's such a to me. It is such a um, such a turning point. Mm. In, in my in fact going back to the evil dead this, i watched this before i saw the evil dead um and it sort of opened me up to like oh right so there are proper horror films then because at this yeah. point i'd seen gremlins you know i'd seen gremlins 2 which is 89 um and a couple of others but it wasn't until i saw this one i think that I was like oh there's oh these films are re- can be really scary like not just sort of like you know i hadn't really well, considered horror really that till that point i don't think i mean poltergeist missed the missed the cue you know he missed the, the sort of like the 1984 classification act it kind of completely missed it they mm. thought yeah this this film's great you know you don't have to worry about anything there's nothing in here that's too offensive etc cetera, etc cetera. and because of that it was readily available so mm. i i i just um went to the shop and and my mum i had measles i remember i had measles and my mum uh, said, oh, watch this, it will cheer you up. My mum was quite sick. Like, yeah. Really. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but, but, yeah, you watch a scary film, son, this, you'll uh, be all right. It'll, it'll, it'll scare the spots off you. <laughs> and um, it came, we used to have a video van that used to come around. Oh, we had one of those. Yeah. I remember those. It used to come around. Wow, that, would, that, that, that was something that died out pretty quick. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, we had a video van that came around and um, I had it off the video van on Betamax. Yeah, again, yeah, yeah. on Betamax, because so, we was a poor family, couldn't afford VHS. And yeah, it was just like I remember the cover was grey, and I remember that there was some smoke and these mm. hands trying to touch each other and things, all these figures in the in the smoke. And I remember the cover distinctively because I thought, "Plume de Flume," what's all that about? Mm. You know, it's a bit of a strange cover. But then, um, and you know, I compl- I watched it once, mm. and that was it. And then it wasn't until you decided that this is your choice of film that I watched it again. And I've owned it. And I've got it on VHS in the loft. Mm. Sort of like special edition VHS with a nice shiny reflective oh, yeah. cover. And, and, I, and I bought it in London the other day on Blu-ray because I you know, couldn't be asked to go in the loft and find the, yeah. the other one. And it wasn't until I started watching it that I realised exactly how good this film was. It's excellent. This, this for me, I mean, mm. this, like I said, this film opened up, opened up horror for me. 
But the film doesn't, in a weird way. Like, when it starts off, I remember watching this. I watched this after seeing E.T., okay? Right, okay. So, you know, and see, so I, I remember, the opening start of this film is it pans across um, the, the estate, the housing estate, and when this all takes place. And you get some dude on his bike, and he's got the beers, and then the, you've got the, the remote control cars that weave in amongst him and stuff. Yeah. And I was thinking, ah, uh-huh, this is very, you know, I can see the, the DNA in it, really. Yeah, 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 of course. And I'm like, oh, this is great. It feels very 80s. I'm really, I'm feeling quite comfortable about this. And it just keeps going for a little while. You have that. A perfect kind of setup. It's a it's a Spiel, Spielberg Spielberg ideal family. It is that's yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. the nuclear family for Spielberg. It's yeah, that, absolutely. It's that, it's that. Well, for, for most eighties film, not just Spielberg. I mean, most eighties film follow that same kind of pattern, don't they? You know? Oh, definitely. But my point being that this is very Spielberg. Yes, it is. It I mean, this is it. to to me. These are almost like this is the other side of ET. Now we made these films back to back, which is interesting. So you have hmm. the perfect family unit in Poltergeist, and then you get a divorcee. And her kids in in ET, you know, mm-hmm. um, and you get an alien come along and help them get together. And in this one, you have a perfect family unit that's basically brought down by spiritual entities, poltergeists. Yeah. But when you start the film off, it's it really lulled me into a false sense of security because I was told, oh, you, you know, you'll you'll watch this. It's a horror film. And I'd heard about it, but watching, it, I was really lulled into a false sense of security because you see this family unit; they're all quite ham- they're happy. Craig T. Nelson is actually, you know, and and uh, what's her name? Joe Beth Williams is the mother and father, you know, works so well that, you know, I mean, you, you get, um, they're watching the football game with his friends and, all sort of, and then that first night you get them in bed and they're getting stoned. And this was very clearly like would not be shown. You wouldn't get this. Yeah. Yeah. They, I was, I was, I was saying to Ruth the other day, I was saying that, you know, that is clearly a split. Yeah. The, they're you clearly know. getting stoned and in bed and messing around and it's, but it, it shows a relationship like you i believe them as having been together for quite a while and you know and being quite strong together mm. and you do get lulled into that false sense of security so when it all goes nuts like i was i'm totally invested in this family um and uh yes that's what i mean so the beginning of this is a real sort of um you know yeah come on in it looks amazing oh come join yeah, yeah. so then get in it's like screw you you know, you're going to be torn apart by this. Yeah. I mean, I can't remember how it goes now. So it starts. It starts little. That was the thing as well. That um, the other thing, watching it this, watching it this time, because I haven't seen it for a, a little while to be honest. But watching it this time, the influences this film has is now so blatantly obvious in current horror, uh, haunted house horror, that it's, it's almost embarrassing. Um, you know, there are scenes that have almost lifted. Into paranormal activity and conjuring as well, and the conjuring and insidious, and And all these films are basically you know, they remade Poltergeist, which was a complete waste of time because they'd already made Poltergeist (laughs) with the conjuring one, the conjuring two, insidious one through however many. You know, James Wan basically sat down at some point and was like, I love Poltergeist, I think I'm gonna go make it. With some different actors, with with the conjuring, yeah. Um, well, I, I, you know, I, I think, do you know, I. I'd made a mistake. Mm. All I did is I watched the Poltergeist, then I watched the remake of the Poltergeist straight afterwards. Right. Okay. I, I have seen the remake. Yeah. Um, and I, it's all right. It's a bit flat to me. Well, that, the problem I had is because when I first watched the remake, I thought, "Oh, it's not bad. It's all right. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining." Then, and that's because I wasn't in touch with the original. So that's why when I went back and watched the original, I thought. I've forgotten how good this film actually is and what I liked about it. Yeah. 
And then I watched the remake again straight after it's like, and I, I had to turn it off. And I thought, you know what? It's it's not as good. It's not. Because it's there, there's more to it. And because there's more to it, it takes it away. Mm. And, you know, um, and even in the remake when she goes, they're here. Mm. And you're like, no. Yeah. You might, they might be, yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm off. I'm not, I'm not with you on that. I yeah. can't even believe you took that line yeah. and, and, and used that's, it again. Yeah. And that's, the, I mean, you know, we discussed remakes before, but there's little bits like that where they go, well, we've got to have a flavour of the original. But, yeah. but you know, the girl who played Carol Ann saying that line is so iconic. Heather, Heather O'Rourke. Yeah. They're here. Why even bother? She's brilliant. I mean, what? Wow. Did you know she almost didn't get the role? No. She did, the first auditions, so I, I found this in the research, she, uh, when she auditioned the first time, she kept giggling. And the casting supervisor was like, no, she can't do it. You know, she just, she can't take this seriously. So she, she you know, she will move on. But Spielberg was so taken with her. Again, mm. Spiel, Spielberg rather than Toby Hooper. Yeah. Spielberg was so taken with her that he caught with the parents and said, come back. Um, but and bring a scary story. So he made them come back, and they read her a child. Not like you know, not like The Shining or anything like that. They didn't sort of sit down, but they read her like a childish scary story. And then he asked her to scream until she the cried. Life story. This is an autobiography of Jimmy Savile. Yes. But they apparently read some story to her, and they asked her to scream until she cried, and she did it on cue. And wow. they were like, oh, "Okay, she can do it." If she was obviously just nervous the first time round. Yeah, um, yeah. And she is. She is pitch perfect throughout this. She's the perfect sort of... You and I have got young children. You know, yours is five and seven. I've mm-hmm. got a three-year-old. And then there are parts in it when she is just a pure, joyous child. I mean, the film opens with a death. Mm. It opens with Tweety Bird dying. And, you know, when the mum's about to... The flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet. I never, I never got that. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, 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 I got that this, when I watched it the other day. Yeah. And, I, and I thought... Who flushes a bird down a toilet? Yeah, that is not going to go. I mean, I've I've produced no. things that aren't going to flush. I've produced you what, things I'm... that are bigger than a bird. Yeah, and they ain't going to go. Yeah. I've produced things that are smaller than a bird, and they don't go. Yeah, and it's like, no, you do not flush a bird down a toilet. It's, it's an odd choice. But then to see Carol Ann, she's like, no, you've got to bury him. And then when they do bury him, they put him in the cigar box, and it stinks. So she says, put in a flower, and she puts in some. Yeah. Candy, so for when he's hungry, for when he's lonely, and, like, and there's that real sort of like innocence, which you know, and then they buried it, and I was like, oh, that's really sweet. And then she turns, and she's like, can I get a goldfish? I was like, that's such, that's that's exactly what my daughter would do. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, well, I've mourned enough. I'm off now. Can yeah. I, what's the next uh, thing? Into the next thing. Can I yeah. watch some ponies, please? You know, it's it's it's, and it was she is pitch perfect. Was that you or your daughter wanting to watch ponies? Well, both really. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm always, I'm always open. I'm a bit, you know, I'm open to being a brony. But, but also as well, you got this, this kind of thing going on, and you notice that scene. They bury the, uh, they bury the bird. Yeah. And then the next scene you see is yes. them, is them digging up the pool, and they dig up the bird. Yeah, you it know, goes. It's like, yeah, yeah. Just like, really? Well, is that foreshadowing? So is mm. that some foreshadowing? I've never thought about it again until this time of like they bury the bird, you know, in the garden, and they dig up the garden to, to make way for the pool. And they just and they are shifting a grave, so yeah. is that foreshadowing for what has has actually happened for the housing estate? So you know, just uh, I hadn't thought about it until this time. I was like, oh, and this one I was like, oh, that's a little clever. Is it a, a sort of like symbolic? Yes, what I mean, like is it? Yeah, is it? Is it them? Just a little wink, message. a little nudge, a little yeah. nudge. You know, as to what's going to happen. But, but that, that also, just because you know about they're digging up the garden. This yeah, is a complete yeah, yeah. misstep. You know the builders. Yeah. Right. 
and they obviously they all whistle and blow whistles and you know and the stuff the for the daughter, also. which makes me a little uncomfortable in the first place. But she yeah, she being stands the father, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she she stands up for herself, and I was like, fair play. One of those builders goes on to play Billy in Predator, and the, instead of feeling going, well, that's a little uncalled for. I was just like. You were Billy and Predator. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, man, I should look at that. I remember the builders annoyed me because the builder came in and he was, like, helping himself to, like, the food yes. on the stove. Yeah. And then the drink and everything like that. And she comes down and she goes, oh, it's perfectly fine. You know, yeah, and sort yeah. of thing. I'm like, no, get the hell off my property. Take you and your builder friends off. Go and do some YMCA kind of chant or something like that. Just go. That's the difference, though, isn't it? I'm going to chuck his food the, in the bin now. But that's the American approach, which I, I, I believe that would be the American approach. Oh, no. Like they would get to know the bills. The, the British version would probably just throw the tea in his face I've, and shut the window. I've lived in America, right? If you go and <laughs> eat someone else's food, they will shoot you or stab you in the face. Yeah. And that's the way it goes. You wouldn't just kind of go, oh, well. Oh, and the, and the woman as well. That's the thing. The woman who plays the mother. I can't Jay remember. Beth Williams. That's the one. Oh, my God. She is hot in that film. Having had three kids and uh, one of them being a teenager, she yeah. has maintained a figure. <laughs> she has got some, yeah, yeah. you know, she's wearing hot pants as well, yeah, isn't yeah. she? In that like low cut kind of, she is hot. And and that, that, and the thing is, is that that's the thing as well about the film is that you've got the mum who is quite a hot mum. Mm. And then you've got the dad who's quite slovenly. Well, no, quite, but the thing yeah. he looked. Well, Craig T. Nelson just looks like a slob. I think that's just who he is. Yeah, but when I mean, you, but you I, find I love out, him. But, I think he was great. Yeah, but but I you mean, also find out he's the most successful rep at the the estate agents or whatever it is. The realtor. Oh yeah, you yeah, he's successful. He's, he's a successful. successful sloth. But that's the point of this film, isn't it? That first 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever it is is the American dream. Yeah, that's the point of that first. That's the Spielbergian American dream. The, the, the perfect two, family. Yeah, they've got the perfect Spielbergian family unit in a house that's you know it's got big and they get in a pool and you know he's really successful and she doesn't have to work and all that kind of stuff. It's the American dream. That's mm. the point. Um, and that's sort of like you know that's when it starts small. That's when the little things start to happen. So you get the chairs in mm. the, the kitchen. Great shot, which I love. Really well edited. Uh, not edited. One shot. It was done with one shot. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's, there, there is somewhere, um, possibly on the Blu-ray, actually, there's a making of. Mm. And I saw many, many years ago. And it's all done in one shot. Mm. It's basically the, the, the camera pans to the right. And as it pans to the right, they do the reset. Yeah. And they obviously the, all the chairs go. Yeah. And they just have all them chairs are glued together. So they just put them on oh, the yeah, table. Oh, yeah, so yeah. It's, not, so, that's clearly so not a balance pans, No, it pans, pans to the left and it's like, it's there. And it's just such a great technique, and yeah. it's used so many in so many other different films. Well, that that's, one that film. that scene mm. with the chairs, and uh, you know, when it, like I say, it does the panning and that sort of thing. That's where I was like, oh, paranormal activity. It just felt, yeah, yeah, it felt, yeah. felt like, feel, it feels actually, really like. I could imagine a video camera on a, a swiveling, you know, type thing, sort of doing that kind of shot. And I'm pretty sure it's probably in one of the. the uh, um, paranormal activity films. It's in loads of films. Yeah. I mean that that but, that. If prior to this, I know yeah. I can't remember any film movies in, but that's amazing. But it's it, it does set you up, and you know that's like then they get then Carol Ann, which is weird to me as a parent. They're like, wow, this happens. They then put an American football helmet on her, and she can get dragged along the floor. Yeah, let's put the kid on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's put a kid on the floor and see. That's just before social services. You yeah, yeah, clearly. Let's put a kid on the floor and just uh, watch her run into that wall down yeah. the bottom there. It's all right. This is great. She's fun. got a helmet on. She'll be fine. But I, I don't understand how the family find this is fun. You know, the mum is going, this is great. This is fun. And you're like, no, no, no. Get out of the house. Run for your life. So this is what I do... F- 
this is where I'm a little bit torn on this. Okay. Because um, the house itself, like up until this point, all horror films, as far as I can remember, all haunted house films, like The Haunting, The House on Haunted Hill, all those kinds of films, leading well up to this, has all been like that gothic horror. Like the house, is, the haunted house has been a proper haunted house. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. This is the first time where a haunted house has been modern-ish, or modern day as it was then, suburbia. Yeah. So that thing of like, and also you've got to remember, this is sort of, yes, it's early 80s and you've had the 70s and stuff, but you've still got that spiritualism kind of thing going on. So I can believe they'd be like, oh, no, check this out, man. This is cool. Yeah. Rather than being like, as we are as cynical 21st century people, no, no, this is clearly a demon and I'm off. Yeah, yeah, They do exactly. it. And, um, but the thing is, at that point, and this is where I, like I said with the Evil Dead, at, at that point, everything is, you know, say the Evil Dead, everything is done at the evil's pace. It seems to be a bit of a thing because at this point, like the story is then driven by the entity, the poltergeist, as it was. Yeah. Because things escalate quickly. <laughs> yeah, they do. They don't, they go You've, from naught to sixty. Like, like literally, like, what like, the hell? they've had this thing of like you know chairs moving, Caroline moving along the floor. Yeah. They all go to bed having had their dinner or whatever, and then that night, a tree. Shatters through the window. Yeah, attacks the child. The takes, son takes the child. Takes not just attacks son. him. Yeah, yeah. Takes him and tries to eat him. Tries to eat him, and then Caroline is sucked into the closet. Well, yeah, he tries to get eaten. So, uh, the car- yeah, she's sucked into the closet. But also, as well, they stay in the house. Yeah, but I know. Just this- like whoa. No, no, but I on. would. I, this is why I had to think about this, and I really think about this. That, like, I know none of the neighbours see this, of course. You know, it's, well, yeah, because they do the actually house. say that they actually talk to the neighbours, don't they? Like, no, no, no one has no, witnessed this. Not at this point, anyway. But ask me this: if your child had gone missing, and you, you know, at this point, you're like, all right, there's some messed up stuff going on. I've just seen a tree trying to eat my yeah. son, and I've seen a whirlpool, you know, a tornado, suck it and take it away. Yeah. And your kids and the, the boy saying like there was all this stuff in the living in the bedroom, whatever. Are you telling me you would leave knowing that your daughter might still be... And you hear her as well. Like You can hear her disembodied voice going, Mommy! And all that kind of stuff. I would stay, I think. Because I'd be a bit like, I don't know what else I can do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, There I, is that sort of like... I'd try and change channels. Yeah, take the, the, the white noise off. So like, change channels. Yeah. Nothing's happening. Countdown. I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> I'm going to stick a record on. So anything you got to say, I'll watch in the morning. I'll yeah. put her an LP so it lasts all night. You'll be fine. But this is what I mean by it moves pretty quickly. Well, okay. Well, just just going back a bit, the the scene with uh, Heather O'Rourke in the um on the bed, yeah, yeah. she's getting sucked into. Her. Watch your back, because there's an interesting thing that's on IMDb, I think, where it says that Steven Spielberg, uh, when he was watching the scene being filmed, she was getting very dis- distressed. Yeah, that's all genuine, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And she was getting really distressed about being, you know, sort of like hanging off the bed, because I think they tilted the bed. Yeah, they, they got yeah. a shot. So then he took her off the bed and he said, you'll never, ever have to do that again. And then he got a replacement way of filming it. Yeah. And I think it was... Well, no, that's C. Because that, that, yeah, cause that, the cut, the edit or whatever, you know, the, the scene that's, that's, on, that's in it's the It's mechanical, film. isn't it? Mechanical The bed was, yeah, but at the, I mean, you mean at the end of the film. No, 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 at the, no, no, at the start, no, no, that's all her, that is all her, that, that, all that screaming, and when you see her face and everything, is genuine terror. Oh, no, no, that's, yeah, that's her, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's the shots, but I mm. mean, the, the, the insert edits they do of the, of the, 
of the girl moving up and down. And oh, yeah, that's legs. a doll or whatever. That's, that's a doll, doll. because yeah, yeah. she got... Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the shots they got of her in distress were genuinely her in distress. Yeah. Well, but that's why they stopped and they, yeah. they replaced her with a mechanical doll or some description. Well, because you know. at the end of the film, obviously, because they tried to take her again, don't they? I mean, it's jumping yeah. way ahead. You see it again and you see uh, the boy, Robert, you see him pretty close up. You see his face as he's reaching for his mom and that sort of thing. But you never see Carol Ann's face. You no. just see this doll because it is a doll. Because yeah, they said yeah. like you would never have to do that again. So that's quite sweet. I mean, again, so again, Spielberg stepping in. Yeah, 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 you know, and, and rightly so. Toby I mean, Hooper was... was just like, yeah, I don't let the little girl do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like I say, it escalates pretty quick. I, and this is a question I have, and I'm I'm curious to see what you think. Following that, Carol Ann's gone. The little boy, the Robbie's been attacked. Whatever. The next scene is them. They go to the parapsychology team. They go to the Ghostbusters, pretty much. Mm. How long has it been between those two scenes? Because it's literally like the next scene. It's just them at the university. It's been a few days, isn't is, it? That, is it? That's what I was trying to determine. I was I thinking think at this so. point, I, I assume it has because then when the team come in, yeah, the weirdness has almost become like the norm. Yeah, yeah. Because they're a bit like, oh, we don't go in there, and this happens, and you'll see that, and then you know they're sort of like the light flashes, and they they don't manage to take a photo of it, and he's like, oh, don't worry, it'll, it'll happen again in nine minutes or whatever. So it was almost like, how long has that gap been before you know and they've gone to the psychology parapsychology team? And I'm not saying that this, you know, I would add any more into this film, but there's almost like, what's the story that got them to that place? And who told them to go there? Well, exactly. Like, how yeah. did they find this at the university? They've gone. Oh, there's a parapsychology team. Because I can't believe that Craig T. Nelson, as the the type of father figure he is, is going to go. Who are you going to call? I mean, this is two years before you're going to make any call. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it doesn't seem like a natural progression. It's like clearly no, they'd be like, "Well, this is no, that's nonsense." But yeah, I mean, it's 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 one of those things. where as you you know, you kind of like it's it's a loophole in the film, isn't it? And mm. um, yeah, it, it's a bit of a strange one because they kind of like see. Do you call the police? Well, that was my point. Like, at no point is the police ever involved in this. No, film. my no, daughter's you're... gone missing. But I'm not going to tell anyone. I know there's a disappointed voice. Keep her inside the family. Well, later on in the film, um, when he's talking, when the dad's talking to his boss, and he finds out about the cemetery when he's up on the hill and stuff, the dad oh. even says, the the bloke even says, "Oh, my son's in Caroline's class. I hear she's got the flu as well." So they're clearly lying about what's wrong with her. Well, also as well, that entire scene, he goes, and I'm going to give you a promotion. And the man goes, oh, that's brilliant. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's really great. Oh, man, that's so cool. And I think your daughter is stuck in a television. You dude. still know you your know. daughter's missing. Do you, you know, this, yeah. this, 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 nothing else would matter in the world. If yeah. my son was stuck inside the TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing would matter in the world except for that. It's like, you know, you know, dude, I can't actually think about this promotion at the moment because my thanks very my much, son, my son's a little on, busy my son's on channel yeah, four yeah and channel it, three yeah and channel five well it's clearly you know and I, I, I totally because i felt exactly the same I was yeah, a bit yeah. like it feels a bit disingenuous but it's clearly there for an exposition dump i mean it's the only the only reason that promotion is actually being handed to me so they can get him up on top of the hill and go this could be your view don't worry about the dead people they'll be gone and then they say, yeah. oh, that's a bit iffy. Where did you do that? Have you ever, oh, you've we've done it before. Well, we've, done it, we've done it plenty of times. Just, in fact, do you know what? You know if, your if house. You, yeah, if, <laughs> do you know that pool you're going to have? <laughs> yeah. Don't dig. Don't dig slower than six foot, just yeah. so you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it feels a little bit odd. I mean, but, but going back to the parapsychology team yeah, that yeah. they bring, I mean, that's disingenuous. I, I completely agree with that, with yeah, you, yeah, what you say. But the parapsychology team do feel legit. 
There's no point where I go, oh, they just feel like a movie team. Do you know what I mean? They come in and they talk about, oh, well, I've seen this and it was sort of like a car moving incredibly slow over seven hours or, you know, I've seen that and they've got all the technical equipment and even then they're like, it's probably going to be, you'll see electrical fluctuations and all this other stuff and they seem legit. Like At no point do they go, yeah, there's going to be a Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. It's not. They don't jump to, no, um, yeah. you know, they're like, no, 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 we will monitor everything and we will do this and we'll do that. And they actually, and they are, all three of them, you know, you've got the, the female doctor leading it and the other two guys, um, you know, the lethal weapon pair. Um, the, they seem genuinely shaken up by yeah, what they oh, see. Yeah, they're very good. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Because like, they don't expect, not... the characters don't expect it to be as, as profound as what it is yeah. when they get there. I like the um, I like the the, the, the the smaller possession of the of one of them. Where he tears off his yeah, face. That's my f- oh, that that. So that's going back to when great. I saw this, and it really like there were two there are two scenes in this um, that really opened my eyes to sort of like you know weirdly how one's freaky, one one terrifies me, and that's the one that terrified me. That mm. you see the meat on the counter, and then it erupts, and he either drops his chicken, and there's the maggots, and I was like, oh, that's gross. But then when he turns to the, <laughs> the mirror, and he just starts tearing at his own face. I mean, when you're looking at the spe- the special effects. A little dated, but still, oh, still, still great. It looks still, amazing. Still, still really the noise, well done. The noises with it and it all falling in the sink and everything. Yeah. Proper, proper scared me as a kid. And he goes, he goes off, me. and he never returns. And I'm thinking, did the actor? Just no, he didn't. No, he does. No, he's in it. He's, he goes back out, and he's out there for a little bit. He's not in the finale though. No, because he, they, she says at one stage he won't be returning. He doesn't come back, but he does. He's in it for about the next because he's in it for the next bit, and this is the next bit that actually freaked me out again. Yeah, in, in, in a more in a gentler sense, is the camera pans round and it follows these orbs coming down the stairs, yeah, and they're yeah. all like, "Oh, ah, there's so many of them. Where have they come from?" and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But all you see on on camera for the first bit is a bunch of orbs. Yes. As, you yeah, know, yeah, just yeah. lights floating down the stairs, and it looks really. Cool. And then the woman's like, "Play it back, play it back," and they they watch, they watch the video back, and when you watch it back on the video, each of those orbs has actually got like a a, a light. You know the outline of a person generated by yeah, light right. yeah, yeah. walking down the stairs. Yeah, that really got under my skin. For, and I still can't explain why. But even watching it, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it now. Mm. For some reason, that scene when you just That's see those people scene. really bothered me because I was like, "Yeah, they're they're actual people. Like these spirits are trapped and they're gen- these are actual." And for some reason, it really bothered me in that sense. In a real sort of like. But in, you were like, and I think those two scenes were what opened up horror. I was like, oh yeah, this this can get me in different ways. Mm. Like it can be like a proper gut churning gore fest, or actually it can really make you question and go, oh, that gets under my skin. Yeah, it was a bit spooky. Yeah, I like a scene that's um, a little bit further in the film. I'm not sure if you've seen this or not. But there's a bit when she, the mother runs downstairs and she runs towards it. I think it's the door and she gets thrown back. That's right at the end. That's, yeah, yeah, the very finale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. she gets thrown back mm. and she goes past the stairs and thrown onto the floor. Yes. And as you do that, if you watch it, and I'll show you on Blu-ray after we finish, um, as you watch it, you can see the foot of a, of someone running away because they've just thrown her. Because yeah. obviously the stunt, the stunt double's gone in there, and, she, and then you can see the, a foot of a man running away <laughs> in the opposite direction to where she's thrown. That's one of my favourite scenes, and also as well, you know, it's it's I, 
I, I, I get what you're saying. That scene when they're coming downstairs with the orbs is just, when they watch it back, it's just breathtaking. Yeah, it is. You know? It's just like, and that ma- that scene made me think about ghosts and spirits. And I kept thinking to myself after that, thinking, wow, what if, what if that's true? What if that, you know? That's what I mean. It gets under yeah, your skin. That scene really like, gets under your skin. Cause great it's that re- scene. Because it's that realisation that these were people. And then, yeah. Because then when you're into when you've got that establishing of like what they are and you've seen them, mm. when you're introduced to Tangina, the, uh, the amazing, yeah, amazing. The, 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 yeah, uh, yeah. Played by, I'm going to check actually, cause she's amazing. Um, played by Zelda Rubenstein. She four foot three in real life. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Something like probably, but she's also like, I look, cause I love her accent. Cause she's like a proper Southern psychic. Yeah. yeah. And she can either, you, I always get the feeling from her that she's either going to be your friend and, you know, be, or she's going to be like, you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and then walk off. And you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, what do yeah. you mean? What do you mean? But, when? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go in those doors. They're really creepy. What but, doors? I'm already yeah, indoors. Yeah. What are you talking about? So, but she come and then, you know, cause there's that great scene. And when she's first introduced, she does the Derek Akora walk around the house. She was 40-something when she did that film, and she looked so much older, didn't she? Yeah, she's clearly got some like genetic illness. That's not just dwarfism. But she, she lived till her 70s. She oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, in, well, um, she was in all three of them? I she think. was in all three, yeah. She was in all three. She was a guy, I mean, wow. Uh, I mean, she was, she was born to play that part. Oh, yeah, she's I perfect. I mean, it's, there's no no one else I can think well, of. There's, there's a great scene. She, she has two... Because I'm not going to say this film is joyless. There's no, you know, there's no need for humour in this film, but there are there are two. Because there's a couple of like, you know, family jokes and that sort of thing to, to, for levity and that sort of thing. But she has two jokes in this that, like, you go, oh, she's actually like funny as a person. Mm. Is when she goes upstairs doing a Derek Akora thing and she's looking around the house and uh, she asks, uh, "Is this the daughter's bedroom?" And, and, you know, she asks the dad specifically, Stephen, is this the daughter's bedroom? And he just stands there looking a bit pensive and sort of looking, and then, you know, everyone's like, answer her. And he's like, I'm trying. I was I was answering in my mind, you know, if she's a real psychic, basically, she should be able to read my answer from my mind. And then um, they just go like, you know, like, dick. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, all right. He says, yes, that's the, that's the you know, the, we consider that to be the heart of the disturbances. And he says something. He says something again quietly, saying, like, well, he's a real psychic. And, you know, then she says, but I don't like trick answers. And you're just like, oh, she did hear him. But she's winding him up. And you think, oh, that's quite funny. I like that. Um, but the second one, which re- which really sort of blew me away a little bit. And I, again, one of the things I hadn't noticed until this time, when she's done a thing and she's told, you know, they know what they're going to get to and they're going to go, uh, they're going to send someone to the other side to get Carol yeah, Ann. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the rope's been sent through and they've tested with the tennis balls and all that kind of jazz. Um the mum's about to get ready and Tangina says, you know, I'll go and all this other stuff. And the mum says, well, no, no, she'll come to me. She'll come to me, you know. And Tangina says, but you've never done this before. And the mum says, well, neither of you. And Tangina says, you're right, you go. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm a bit like, I'm not sure if that's supposed to be a joke, but the look on her face is that realisation of like, yeah, this could go wrong. Uh, Yeah, 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 you go. It's your daughter. You take responsibility. It's like me hitting Chris Stone with a barbed wire baseball bat and realising it was so sharp (laughs) that it actually would hurt. And I just went, nah, you're right. Yeah, you're fine. I am fine. You you, you just take it, Chris. But uh, it is just one of those things, you know, it's a a moment that sort of breaks the tension a little bit. Mm. And this someone watching and going... I'm not sure if that's intentional, but you know, but it it it, did, it made me laugh a little bit this time. 
But she's perfect in that film. She's so, like you say, she's, she's born good. for that role. Born oh, for that role. totally. I mean, and then she comes in, but she comes. That my my only issue with it was is that she comes in and just sorts everything out in like two minutes. It's like you know, she, she, there is that. Now yeah. that, that I agree with that, where she because she comes in and she's like, and, you know, she's like, yeah, sister, I can do this. Boom, 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 done. And she, you're like, she is, this, really? Well, this is the question. This is the question. <laughs> so she's little Miss. Firstly, she's little Miss ex, uh, um, Exposition. Yes. She basically comes in and she tells you what they are what they want and why they're doing all this stuff. Like she just goes, comes in and is like, uh, yeah, these are all trap spirits. Uh, and there's this beast character that's keeping them all hostage. And your daughter is their source of light. Uh, we better go in and get her. And you're just sort of like, all oh, right. If it was that, if, if it was that simple, yeah. Why didn't they bring her in earlier? Like this team, this parapsychology team. Yeah. There's a few things like that, but you do. She cleans it up pretty quick. Well, she doesn't. Well, that's the problem though, isn't it? She doesn't. Because she does it, and then she gets Carol Ann back. But that's her that's her role. I don't think yeah, she, she was there did, to, oh, okay. to clean no, the house. But she, she does say she does. Say, this, this house is clean. clean. So she does. That was her point. And then so she. You well, know, the she house did, was clean. The house doesn't have any other. Oh, it does. No, it does. No, doesn't it? because following that, they're yeah, leaving. Because yeah. then they do the sensible thing. Now they've got Carol Ann back. They are leaving. They're moving out. But they don't. They, they don't. Do. No, they don't. No, they don't. They are. They, spend, the they spend another, hi- another night in the well, house. They think the no. house is clean. They think the no. house is clean. I got my daughter back. You know, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm. I'm off, mate. You know, it's like you know. Real what? estate doesn't work like that. Oh man, I'd go and stay somewhere else. <laughs> it's right. like you know. Well, dude. they do eventually. Yeah. But all right, they stay one more night. Craig T. Nelson. The dad goes off to sort out. The last things at the office. He's having an affair. That's what's <laughs> yeah. happening. He's having an affair. Well, this he's, he's like out all night. You know, well, this like, the thing. He does say he says I'll be back. I don't. I'm curious as to what time of year this is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Because they do say I'll be back for dinner. But when he gets back, she's getting ready for bed. Yeah. And it's pitch black. Maybe she's the dinner. Yeah, maybe that's maybe a euphemism. Yeah. yeah, I'll yeah. be back for dinner. Okay. To that's munch a, down. To be fair, oh, on these right. between these between those two, it would not surprise no, no, me. No, 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 no. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I say, it goes off, and then it, like I say, it kicks off again, and the spirits try to take Carol Ann, and, and, and you know yeah. she gets. Do you know how they did that that thing with the room where the mum's in bed? Oh, the rotating. It's a rotating room, and it's yeah, fixed yeah, camera. Yeah. That was really impressive as well. I love that. That's still really. I love that shot. Um, but the one bit. But I like the fact that she's trying to keep her dignity. Yeah, all yeah, time. yeah. So She's going on. Whoop, knickers. Whoop, yeah, knickers. Yeah. And like, Come on. It's a bit late for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then obviously you see the beast. Blocking yep. the door to Caroline, and it also and she runs outside to try and get help, and you get the neighbour sort of going like, "What the hell is going on in your house?" Mm. At this point, the neighbour's going, "What is going on in your house?" Surely they should have been asking that like days before. Yeah, like, the, the... what was? Go- I know this is odd. I hear music going you... on next door. Yeah. But shouldn't they be sort of saying... Demonic possession, if that was going on next door, I, I think I'd know about it. Well, shouldn't they be off? saying, didn't, didn't you have a tree here at yeah, one point? Yeah, your tree. I didn't yeah. know you cut it down. Where's and... your kids gone? Didn't you send them away? Yeah. It all seems that the neighbours have I really... I have your daughter for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Those neighbours really pay no attention. And also as well, what actually gets me is the fact that the clicker from the next door, right, the remote control from the next door... <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> it actually changes the changes channel. channel in his house. Never raised again. No, 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 it's not. So when she's stuck in the TV, why didn't she turn up on the neighbours TV? That'd have been good. Yeah, you know, turns up on the neighbours yeah. TV. Help me. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with this yeah. clicker? He but t- when he's working his TV in his house, why isn't it changing the? Oh, channel? Oh, it does. No, didn't you? That's what he's doing. In, so in, in, in carry on when she's in the TV. Oh uh, no, no, yeah, not when he's in the TV. Exactly. Just, just at the football game at the just beginning. Just when the football's on. That's all it works. Yeah. It just works when football's on. Apparently. Um, but the other thing is, I mean, this again, this is the thing. So, you know, when she goes in, she falls into the, 
the the muddy because that was their worry, oh, yeah. wasn't it? That was their that, that was, was their real worry. Yeah, yeah, but that was, was their worry. Any, there wasn't any boundaries around it. There wasn't any well, safety that, rope. That's, that's what I was going to. I will say that, and again, we're nitpicking on these things. But earlier in the film, when they talk about you know that scene where they're getting stoned in bed and stuff, yeah, they do say, the mum says, "Oh my god, Stephen, what about the pool? What if Caroline falls in?" Yeah. At no point have they gone. That's a really good point. We should put something around the building site to stop them from falling in. Yeah, yeah. Because then the mum obviously falls in. So, yeah, they clearly don't take their own advice. But when she does fall in, those skeletons that come out, when all the, the graves start bursting yeah, yeah, up, because that, yeah. that, that, that is amazing. Great. I love it so much. But you know those skeletons? They're real. Are they? They're real. And this is actually going to... I found this, and I've, I've double-checked this, because and this goes... And apparently there's a few films that have done this. It is cheaper to buy... Um, real skeletons and then do them up a bit from Asia than it was to make fake skeletons out of plastic or whatever wow. they make. So those skeletons you see in the film, are the, the majority are real skeletons. Um, you know, you've seen Creep Show. Yeah. Creep Show. The creep that comes to the kid's window and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, same thing. Wow. That's a real skeleton. Asian skeleton. Asian skeleton that was bought and then done up. Apparently it's a bit of a thing. So in the early eighties, that was a thing. So if I could get like I could. I don't think it happened. I don't think it happened now. Really? <laughs> I don't know. But apparently, yeah, there's a I'm couple of get, films. I'm just gonna get an Asian skeleton and just say that you know you told me. Yeah, one, you can so. try it. But but we've got to record it, dude. You're banged rights. I am. Um, so. Well, it's, it's on Wiki. I took it from Wiki. Uh, Must be true. Must be true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that that's a great scene. And wow. Then, and then you know, and that sort of leads to the end, though, where they leave. You know, they do leave. Eventually. Um, they yeah. spend the night. They right, spend yeah. the they night. Did, all right, they were going to spend the night because they do. You know, they, all they, this crap's leave. happened inside the house. Mm. And we've got our daughter back finally after all this trauma <laughs> and mental scarring that we've gone through, you know. Uh, what are we going to do? Therapy for um, life. Why don't we just spend another night in the house? That's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's spend another night in the house. It's but, like it's like Saw, okay? Yeah. It's like Saw. It's like all them things happen in Saw, and then you decide, right, okay, I've 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 escaped now, but what I'm going to do is I'm just going to spend another night because you know, I'm just in case, go, just in case, I'm going to go to the morning now. Well, you're. I mean, you're right. I can't. I can't dispute it. Fair. You know, no matter how much I try to defend it, the fact of the matter is, you're right. They do spend another night in the house. Yeah. Um, the other thing I should say is though, you know we've said before, up until this point, the neighbourhood, all the friends and stuff that are mentioned at the, or you've seen at the beginning of the film, aren't seen again. No one else in the neighbourhood appears to have been witness to the things that have been going on. Yeah, why then? Why that house? So that's a great why that house? Well, you learn that Carol Ann was born in that house, so is it that? Is she the sort of she got some psychic link? Mm. But at the end when all the graves are bursting out and stuff, that's when when you know, when they drive off. And they get yeah, in the yeah. station wagon, and then they drive off, and that's like when you see them driving out of the housing estate, you see that actually at that point it's not just their house. No, it's lots of graves popping up everywhere. All over the place. The neighbourhood is going to make. Yeah, yeah. And then all these people gather in the streets and watch the house disappear into a flash of light. It crumples in on itself and disappears, and you're left with that empty lot, right? Um, so you do have witnesses to that. You probably yeah. have 30 or 40 people see a house dematerialise into a ball of light yep. whilst graves are bursting out the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to make headline news, no, surely. what's going to happen is someone's going to come along with a gun and say, look into this. Tommy Lee Jones just, turns up. Or they take them all to Area 51. That's Maybe. Like, I, I just thought... Like, that's where they took Elvis. So, I mean, you know. True. I mean, you know, the two things I take from the end of it is when they go to the hotel, I like the fact he then puts the television outside. Yeah, nice touch. That was a nice, nice touch. Nice touch, yeah. But the, the follow-ups, 
you know, Poltergeist 2 and Poltergeist 3, mm. no one at any point says, you know, yeah, that thing that happened the first time, wow, yeah, those reporters really looked, you know, they really went to town on this. Nobody clearly followed up on this. Like, no, no. Was it swept under the carpet? Yeah, was maybe, it mis- because, I mean, there's a lot of money. There's that real estate thing, so maybe yeah, yeah, money yeah. passed and exchanged hands and all that. Well, there know. must have been, because one house disappears into a ball of light. I'm pretty... You know, I'm assuming the other houses were damaged in some point. Can you imagine the insurance claims? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, the insurance like, you claims. Know, you know, Hello, insurance, how can I help you? Listen, um, my house has been sucked into a vortex. Yeah. <laughs> that's an act of God, sir, or an act of yeah, Satan. Yeah, you're not, so you're not covered, you're not covered I'm afraid. But I mean, that's oh, it. Were they then, you know, for the next four years, they're cold called of like, we've got this understanding. Yeah. You had a home accident. <laughs> yeah. Home accident? Screw you. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The end of it. Have you, you or your family ever been possessed by a poltergeist? Yeah, that. But that ending to me, yeah, screams that this should have been, a, and I always see it as a standalone film. Do you know what I mean? That sort of thing because it leaves quite a few loose ends in that respect of like, what else yeah, happened yeah. to that thing? It's never followed up. And I, you know, poltergeist two is pretty all right. Three, I don't think I think I've watched it once and I've never gone back to it. It's three, the one with the braces and the teeth. I couldn't tell you. I, oh, should, I couldn't tell you. That, I think it's the one in the tower it's, block. It's in a tower block. That's all yeah, I know. That's all yeah, I can yeah. remember. There's two and things she, I remember she got, from she it. Got quite, she was quite ill during the filming, wasn't she? Well, she died soon after, soon didn't she? Soon afterwards, yeah. Bless all her. I remember is that it was in a tower block. That's all I can remember from it. Bless her. Um, but yeah, but, uh, for all the nitpicks and all, the, all we'll say about it, for me, it is, it, it's a, it's a, a cornerstone in haunted house horror films. Mm-hmm. It's up there as as one of the best. Like you hold up, you know, um, the Evil Dead. Like you've discussed. To me, Poltergeist is that it was an entry point to me. It woke me up to like what horror could really be. And who better than Spielberg to to show you what was possible? Yeah, I, I, I you know, I think it, I think it, you're right. It is a very, very um, underrated film. In my opinion, Which because it, why, why underrated then? Because I, well, I think it's, I think it's underrated it, because it gets, do you think it doesn't get the praise it deserves. It doesn't get the praise it deserves. No, I think it, it's it's one of those films that just just like yeah, well, you know, it was made then. Well, you know, Evil Dead, Evil Dead still stands the test time. People still talk about Evil Dead. Mm. Still, people still refer to it, and we still got. But Ash, there's nothing because there's nothing Ash else. Yeah. Evil Dead, but there's because you know? there's nothing else like it. That's correct. But then Poltergeist doesn't get the recognition it really should deserve because Poltergeist was the catalyst of so many films so, and still is today. So do you think then that the knockoffs that have come along since... Of Poltergeist? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've sort of like... like not, I'm not even saying Poltergeist 2 and 3. I'm oh, talking Poltergeist about... the Legacy, the television program, which was hugely successful. It had one season, though. It was bog-awful towards the end. I watched yeah, it, I think but I watched... They, they wouldn't commission. they wouldn't commission another season because of copyright, not, oh, okay. not because of... Um, but there's there's so many haunted house films that take that yeah. thing that, that move that I mean that was as far as I'm concerned and in my head that was the move away from the dusty old mansion castle haunted house thing to yeah. to bring it, it can to, happen anyway to, to, yeah to bring it to suburbia yeah, yeah. and that opened the doors and that's when you get everything else like, that comes after yeah it. totally but there's been so many knockoffs even recently like, I I really do not like the Insidious series I think the difference between them is in Poltergeist when they go in to get Carol Ann you don't get to see the other side. And the ghosts all look spiritual and, and, and ethereal and all that kind of thing. Mm. In Insidious, they go to the side and it's basically... Same as before, but it's black. Same, Yeah, basically, it's, it's, yeah, it's someone's going to turn the contrast down. It's, it's, it's a racist underworld. Basically. Yeah. But all the ghosts look solid. And it, it's yeah. clearly a bloke in makeup or a woman in makeup. And that bothers me so much because there's no mystery there. It's like, it's a dude in makeup. Well, it's... it's it, 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 one of the films I was going to pick was Entity. 
I was going to say mm. to you, Entity. No, I've heard about this recently, yeah, yeah. Entity, uh, you've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. Entity is phenomenal and is up there next to Evil Dead in my top five. Mm. Because Entity is a film where nothing happens, as in you don't see a thing, mm. but you experience so much. And Poltergeist is very much the same. You don't see yeah. anything. Yeah. But you experience a lot along the journey. And I think films like that are very clever. And I think, you know, the, the, the whole thing when she's there and she's talking to the static on the TV, and that's wow. It is really good. Just and like, that was, wow. well, that was one of the things I thought is it this, not only is it, does it bring it into suburbia, but is that the first use of technology as a conduit for spirits? Because oh, before, possibly, it's all, yeah. You know, before, well, you had Videodrome. Well, Videodrome's later. later Videodrome's eighty six. Yeah. So this is is it? I mean, before mm. that, it's all very archaic, isn't it? It's the occult. Yeah, and, yeah. It's the know, occult and devil worship, satanic rituals, and and blokes with chainsaws and ghosts have all been. When and you think about the ghosts, the, the Victorian or medieval or whatever. Yeah. It's just, you and know. I think the only thing that comes close to poltergeist, I guess, in regards to demonic possession, is like exorcist. But that's a different thing. That's possession as opposed to haunting. Yeah. And you got House and Haunted Hill, of course. But that's the mansion. Uh, yeah, and again, that's yeah. Even the right. haunting, all these films, they're very much. It feels like a, a turn, more modern yeah. turn, which only Spielberg can do. I mean, I'm more curious now. Is it because they were made back to back? And one of the reasons, one of the only reasons that Spielberg couldn't direct Poltergeist is because there was a contract uh, dispute that said he would not be allowed to, dis to direct any of the film whilst prepping for ET. Oh, okay. So he literally had a week and a half off before he, le he left Poltergeist, finished up, and then had a week and a half off, and then went into DT. So he, you know, um, I would really be interested now. I would really be interested in watching those back to back. ET and then Poltergeist. ET, well, Poltergeist then ET. Mm. Just to see, in my head, I can't believe that you could do something that close together without there being an overlap in style or whatever. I mean, Spielberg, has a, very, Spielberg has a very definitive style that we all he, know. Yeah, he does. But I... I, I see, are, do you do you think that to, Toby Hooper... There are elements of Toby Hooper in Poltergeist. So no. Do you think it's totally no. Spielberg all the way? I, I, I recently watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original. The original. The original and, I, and the, the most, best. Just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I love it. It's a great film. And, I, and again... Going back to Evil Dead, it's an indie film. It's yeah. fantastic and it's an amazing film. It pro it's it's really creepy and scary. But then I've watched other things that Toby Hooper has done as well. Um, I can't remember the word now, but I watched a Life Force as well. Life Force, I think I watched. And, but, Vampires in but, Space, basically. But the guy like drops off a cliff. I mean, there's like TV episodes and it's that. But yeah. I don't. I don't think that Toby Hooper has a specific style. I don't think you could watch a film and go, "That's a Toby Hooper film." Like you can watch a film and go. That's a Spielberg film. No, or, I think or that's a Toby you know, Hooper... that's a Kubrick film or you know, that sort of thing. He's not an auteur no. in the same way that Spielberg is. Spielberg's fingerprints are all over Poltergeist. Yeah, I agree. Everything I down agree. from everything from the obviously he did the story and the family unit. The, the opening was, shot. The, the opening, opening shot, shot is a Spielberg shot. If you well, do you know what in fact It's Goonies. It's, look, his mother. Yeah, it's, 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 Goonies, if in fact, it's, it's Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, it's everything. It's, it's that blue it's, sky and the yeah, mountain yeah. that's it's all Spielberg, all the names of the lighting, that blue establishing lighting, shot. the establishing shot, scream yeah. Spielberg. That's all I can say. And, and I, you know, I'm not just, I'm not going to take anything from Toby Hooper. He got a paycheck, and good luck to him. He created Leatherface. Well done. But to me, this is a Spielberg film, mm. and I and I cannot deny it. It's it, it it will sit in my collection as a Spielberg film. Oh, that's fair enough, that and sense. that's why I love it. I think, and I think you know, to to to, to really wrap Spielberg up the horror film. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I mean. 
is it the only one he's done? I, I don't know, really. Is, yeah. Is it something I'd like him to do? I think I'd love him to do something more. Um, I haven't seen his BFG yet. I mean, you know. Oh, next weekend. Off with the kids to see that next weekend. There's there's a couple of films I'd like to see. I don't think it's going to be as scary as, as, as Poltergeist. No. No, no I'd hope not. Maybe I should watch Poltergeist first, then BFG yeah. with them. Back to back kind of thing. Um, but as I said, so out of 10, I'd probably give this a 9. Hmm. As a, as a, for me, like, like it's one. It's the original. It, I'd be up there. I'll be, I'll be there around about an eight, eight point five. Yeah. Like this that. is a nine. I, for I think me. it's it's a it's a very good film. And again, as I say, I reiterate what I said before. I forgot how good this film actually is. I, yeah, I, I forgot completely. But I think that's the problem, is hmm. because people have all watched. Especially with Conjuring Two recently being about the Enfield haunting and stuff. People yeah. have probably they watch that and go much the same. But you go, well, it is, but these are crap knockoffs. Go back. In fact, I'll tell you now, go back and watch that original yeah. because it is fantastic. As far yeah, as it's a great film. Great film. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you very much. I think that's uh, we've now covered Evil Dead and, and Poltergeist. Yeah, two more to go. Two more to go. So uh, One of which you've never, I've never ever do, do you know seen before. I. This is one of the things. Uh, so coming up, we've got two films. Uh, that one I had, I love and one I Mm. Only recently heard of. Yep. So, uh, coming up next, we've got uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Dream which is Warriors. Dream Warriors, which is my favourite Freddy film. And Alien 2, the sequel, not sequel, uh, Italian sequel to Alien. Ridley Scott's Alien, but yeah, the weird Italian follow-up. Released as Alien Terror in the UK. Yes. That's what it was originally released yes. as. So, um, an Italian... By, on, an Italian... On the video label VTC... Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a gold uh, box, and it had a severed head of a miner on there. And if that doesn't sell the film on its own, I don't know what will. Yeah, Italian horror. I'm really looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, it's cool. Okay, thanks very much. No problem. And uh, we'll catch up next time. Yeah.